Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Trio, 9 a.m. It's fantasy football time. Still grinding through your season. Hopefully, you're getting some, you know, tidbits from the Forced to Pump podcast on the 435 Podcast Network. Just download the Odyssey app, you know what I mean? Week 10, NFL season just rolls along. It's like an immovable force. It's like a unstoppable force and the rest of the season is just the immovable object you just you can move that object but week 10 it has arrived kind of a nasty week uh when it comes to fantasy football a lot of stuff going around no alvin kamara obviously there is no derrick henry nick chubbs out kareem hunt still on ir No one knows or has any idea if James Robinson is playing. And if you would have listened to me back all the way in June, I would have told you, you don't pick a running back with your first six, seven picks. Should go receiver, 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 receiver. It's a new day in fantasy football. Receivers are just way more valuable. These guys you spend a ton of picks on or a lot of time on, you're like, ooh, Zeke Elliott, stop doing that. Dalvin Cook, stop doing that. Alvin Kamara, stop. Because I bet there's a lot of you out there that got Jonathan Taylor below the 7th or 8th or ninth pick. Hell, you might have got him in the second round. And if you did, good for you. Guys like James Conner, who's now all of a sudden back to being 2018 version of James Conner. Good for you. Chase Edmonds going down. Another freak injury that happens. Out. James Conner looked good last week. Probably won you a lot of champion. Probably won you some weeks last week. And again, we'll get to James Conner this week because, you know, there is a, obviously amount of people out this week because there are four teams with buys. Those guys are Chicago, Cincinnati, Houston, and the Giants. So, like, when the injuries are bad, the bye weeks are bad, too, because really the only thing that affects you here is probably Cincinnati being on a bye. For those of you that are uh, Jamar Chase owners, Joe Burrow, um, but there's some guys coming back that maybe you had Joe Burrow as your backup, so you don't really miss him during his bye. 
Uh, guys like Russell Wilson, guys like Aaron Rodgers, both back, but uh, some breaking news there. That is a complete snow fest right now in Lambeau. Shocker that it's November 14th and it's just covered in snow in Green Bay. And you wonder why Odell Beckham was like, no, nah, I'm good. Went from Cleveland to Green Bay. Sometimes location has a lot to do with it, but this is a Fantasy Football Sunday on 610 Sports Radio. It is, of course, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Grant Nicholson, Dusty Likens with you all the way up until 10 o'clock. And then Chris Unicero will take over from 10 to noon for a Bink Sunday. And, of course, you can hear the Chiefs tonight on our sister station, 106.5 The Wolf. Mitch Holtis will have the call. Simulcast here on 610 Sports Radio. And then Arrowhead Pride postgame show with Jay Binkley which means Binkley will seriously be up until 2 o'clock this morning because he takes your calls after every single game. And you get to vent to Bink. I have a surprise assumption of this game tonight in Vegas and how I think it's going to go. Of course, I've been like 50% right and 50% wrong when it comes to fantasy advice. And now we're back. Last week I told you about Dearness Johnson. Some good news for him because we just had mentioned that Nick Chubb is not going to play. But as we do every week, we let you know who's in, who's out. This week, players that are in, just for if you're driving home, if you're driving to you know, a church service or to the store, something you've got to get out of the way, players expected to play, according to Adam Schefter, include Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Dawson Knox, Zach Moss, Michael Gallup, Eric Ebron, Keenan Allen, and Christian McCaffrey. That's right, Christian McCaffrey is going to play two weeks in a row. Seems a little bit absurd, but uh, that's where we're at with Christian McCaffrey. Also, Another running back who's missed a lot of time this year that you probably drafted number one overall in your league and you shouldn't have done it. But players out for Sunday include Nick Chubb, uh, Damian Harris, Alvin Kamara, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Curtis Samuel, uh, Chase Claypool, Chris Carson, and of course we mentioned earlier Chase Edmonds. But it's 9.05. Steven Serta will join us in 20 minutes. But let's do what we do every week and let's get into some matchups. Matchup number one is, uh, well, it seems like the obvious slam dunk when it comes to everyone who had buys last week, according to this team, but that was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I don't know how else to say this other than that they are set up for the most success today with Tom Brady versus that Washington defense. Tom Brady, according to Field Yates, leads the NFL in passing touchdowns and passing yards per game. That obviously bodes well against the Washington football team defense, which has allowed the most passing yards per game and the second most passing touchdowns per game. So, yeah, I really, really like Tom Brady to Chris Godwin this week um, with the announcement that we just made that Rob Gronkowski and Antonio Brown still missing time. Precautionary at most, probably. They're both still hurt. Antonio Brown was seen walking around a boot during bye week. But Washington gives up 400 yards a game. And 28 points a game. I don't know how to let you know. Hello, Tom Brady. Hello, Chris Godwin. Leonard Fournette probably going to eat too. But when you give up 200, I'm sorry, 400 total yards a game, 28.4 points a game, and passing yards per game, you give up 286.8. Yeah, TB12 set for another MVP type of game, which, by the way, Tom Brady is the leading vote candidate right now for MVP in the NFL, whether you like it or not. Tom Brady is this year's NFL MVP, and I think that continues today. As for Washington, tough day for Antonio Gibson. 
I'm not starting Antonio Gibson. I know you're probably going to have to because of how stretched thin you are at running backs and how deep your league is. Not a good matchup for Antonio Gibson, but I do like a chance for Scary Terry to have some matchup uh, confidence. Again, obviously Tampa Bay is a good running defense, but when it comes to deposing wide receivers this season, according to ESPN, they are 22nd against the pass. But, again, if it's Tampa Bay, you're starting Mike Evans, you're starting Chris Godwin, you're starting Leonard Fournette, and you are hitting heavy, heavy on Tom Brady. For those of you that are in daily fantasies, if I had to put my money on two players this week where I had to put all the money I had and then try to, like, figure it out everywhere else, I'd put a lot of money in stock into Tom Brady, and i put a lot of money in stock into Jonathan Taylor, who we'll get to in just a minute. But, heavy day for Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette. When it comes to the next matchup, this might be the worst matchup of the day. This game sucks. There's really no other way to put it. Lions at Steelers. Sorry. Noon game. This is a very big, hard pass game for me. Roethlisberger obviously announced yesterday that he is out with uh, COVID. He is vaccinated, but he had realized he had symptoms, took a test. It was positive. He is now away from the team. Mason Rudolph. Um, Miles Garrett's favorite guy. He's starting for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big day for Deontay Johnson. That's where I lead with this. Chase Claypool also out in this game. And Juju Smith-Schuster obviously out for the season. So there's no Juju. There's no Chase Claypool. There's no Ben Roethlisberger. Mason Rudolph is going to target Deontay Johnson somewhere around, I think, 10 to 15 times. I'm dead serious. I think Deontay Johnson will have the volume there to have that successful game. Other than that, I can't help what he does after that. But I think the target shares will be there because Mason Rudolph is not a good quarterback. And when good, when not good quarterbacks play football, they look for their best option to be successful. His best option to be successful is to hand the ball off to Najee Harris and to throw the ball towards Deontay Johnson. Washington will play, but I don't think his numbers are as much as successful as Deontay Johnson with the volume that is there. I like Najee Harris, obviously. But he has had a foot injury that's kept him out of practice all week. This doesn't seem like a game where they necessarily are going to really need him. But with Ben Roethlisberger being out, that kind of changes the formation of this game. And when it comes to the Lions, they're headed to an 0-9. They're winless. And I think they're going to continue to be winless. Now, DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson, you're obviously going to play those two guys. And that's about all you can play. But this just seems like the type of game that Pittsburgh does two or three times a year where they lean on their defense to get them a victory. And this screams that type of game. This screams that type of matchup where the offense is like, look, we could probably give you 17, but if you can give us seven and we can win 24 to 10, we'll take it. We'll move on. We'll continue our way through the AFC. But again, what a trash, trash game. Lions, Steelers, Jared Goff versus Mason Rudolph. Next game, Saints at Titans. This game's kind of confusing. This screams middle of the NFL season type of action because it's the tale of zero stars at running backs, a game that should have been a battle of star running backs with Alvin Kamara officially out. Mark Ingram fills in, but wait, there's more. Mark Ingram filling in. He just needs 20 yards rushing. 20. That's it. You know he's getting it. They're going to give Mark Ingram a very heavy dose of the football today. He's basically going to play the role of Alvin Kamara in this offense. They're already down a quarterback. They're already without any wide receivers other than Marcus Callaway, who I was big on and has just done nothing but slept 
on my predictions this year. He's had like two good games. But Mark Ingram needs 20 rushing yards to become the all-time leading rusher in the New Orleans Saints history of running backs. Well, you probably really thought that was going to be Ricky Williams' number. It's not. It's Deuce McAllister. So, Mark Ingram needs 20 yards. Mark Ingram is filling in for Alvin Kamara. And I just feel like Mark Ingram is going to have a very big volume type of day. But this game could be somewhat entertaining because on the other side of the field where the Tennessee Titans play, no Julio Jones. IR, three weeks, he's out. A.J. Brown, been in and out of practices all season long. Explodes when he plays and he's the only guy, so I continue to see A.J. Brown can play up. But he's got a tough matchup when it comes to that New Orleans secondary. Obviously, his matchup is going to be tough. It's one-on-one with one of the best cornerbacks in the league. So then that goes to the backfield of Tennessee, who, by the way, is without their star running back. It's Adrian Peterson. I don't know. New Orleans defense, pretty good. I just don't see a lot of success for Tennessee in this game. So I see this as a nervous, racking game for the Tennessee Titans, who once again are an AFC team that could possibly lose. We just saw Baltimore lose on Thursday night to a Miami Dolphins team. Lamar Jackson was meh. Mark Andrews was great for those of those looking at fantasy football Thursdays. But again, A.J. Brown in and out of practice all season. No Derrick Henry. It's Nicholas and Adrian Peterson. I don't really like that. Nicholas didn't really do anything last weekend. He was a heavy waiver wire addition. So is Adrian Peterson. But again, Tannehill missed practice on Friday with an illness. This could be a sloppy, good, bad football game. Start Ingram and Marcus Callaway for the Saints. And just hope they both find the zone. Just once each. But that's what you're doing with the Saints. And with the Titans, I'm not sure about about Ryan Tannehill. A.J. Brown, obviously, don't expect huge numbers. Tough matchup in the secondary for him. But again, Mark Ingram could, in fact, have a decent day. Does he do what James Conner did last week? You'd hope if you're starting. (laughs) When it comes to our next matchup, it's one that I actually kind of like. It's got a stack in there. It's got a Dak in there. I don't know why I just did that. It was stupid. But it's Falcons and Dallas at Dallas. And this just feels like a big Dak game. After that sad loss last week where they lost 30-16 to to the Broncos. I love the Cowboys stars in this game. C.D. Lamb. Amari Cooper. Tony Pollard. I love Tony Pollard this week. I'm dead serious. Zeke Elliott continues to be banged up. We never know what we're going to get out of Zeke Elliott, but for some reason, he keeps getting drafted top five every year in fantasy drafts. Don't get it. Dak Prescott, this seems like that type of game. I'm going to say Dak has 425 yards passing. I'm going to say he's going to drop four dimes. That's my prediction for Dak Prescott this week against the Atlanta Falcons. I think he can go for 425 and four touchdowns and just be a good day today for a shootout. Big games for CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, and like I said, Tony Pollard. For Atlanta, this is where I like the stack. I think in, in today's leagues, where everybody's going to jump towards all these receivers, Patterson, Matt Ryan, Kyle Pitts, all three could have big games. I know Noah Fant didn't really do much last week against the Cowboys in that defense, but Teddy Bridgewater was able to throw against him. If Teddy Bridgewater can throw against you, that means Matt Ryan, who's still pretty relevant when it comes to fantasy numbers, can throw against you. We've seen what Cordell Patterson has done all year. He's just been, well, he's been no fantasy fine this year. That's as much as I can say. But you could stack all three of those guys. Pitts, Patterson, Ryan. In any daily land, any daily land you play in, that would be my stack today. Dallas's defense isn't that great. I think this is going to be a shootout. 
And this is just one of those games where I don't think that stack is very expensive. And you should have good numbers this week versus the Dallas defense, giving up lots and lots of points. And also, I think Dak Prescott has the type of Dak Prescott game that we can expect, that we all expected from Dak Prescott this year. Next matchup, well, this is where I've really got to nail this one. Because last week, I was... 100% wrong with the prediction that I gave with Dearness Johnson in this matchup this week is Cleveland versus New England. I told you last week, put Dearness Johnson in your lineup because he'll play that role of Kareem Hunt. What happened? Nick Chubb went out there and took everything, every single thing from Dearness Johnson, and Nick Chubb just went off. Okay, so this would prove my theory. Nick Chubb is out this game. Dearness Johnson is in. He's the only guy. Surely. Dearness Johnson is good for a 20-point fantasy day today. I would think Dearness Johnson is going to pay off this week with Chubb out for Cleveland. Obviously, I like Dearness Johnson. Don Peeps-Jones, baby. You got to start him. I get it. Only three targets last week, but it was a total of 86 yards and a touchdown. That's going to be Baker's guy that he's going to look for. Bill Belichick's going to try to take away the Jarvis Landry con- uh, connection. New England has a sneaky good defense this year, and it'll be interesting to see what Bill Belichick will do to Baker. That that kind of concerns me, but that means I think Bill Belichick is okay if Donovan Peoples-Jones wants to go ahead and let him be the guy that that does all the volume for him, which is why I like the DPJ era against New England. When it comes to New England and their side of the ball, Ramondre Stevenson is going to play today. With Damian Harris out, Stevenson is in. I like Stevenson against this Cleveland matchup, even though Cleveland has a top 10 defense against opposing running backs in fantasy football, according to ESPN. I think Stevenson can get a lot of volume in this game. I think he's going to get the ball inside the five. Mac Jones, I'm not sure what Mac Jones will do today. I can't see him being the only one that shreds it if there is somewhat of a little bit of a shootout in this game. I can see this game being like 24-21 New England. Somebody's got to put up points for both teams. Stevenson and Dearness Johnson seem to be the one that would do it for both sides. And then Donovan Peoples-Jones. Come on, baby. I like the DPJ. Called a touchdown last week. Nailed it. I'm calling one this week. And I'm also going to go ahead and make up for myself after what I did last week and say that Dearness Johnson will be good for 20 points day against New England. Fun little stat about this matchup. Cleveland hasn't won at New England since 1992. That's right. Bill Belichick was the coach of the Browns the last time the Browns won in New England. I don't think the Browns won today, by the way. Next matchup, division matchup, Buffalo and the Jets. First off, I don't know how to predict this because I have no idea what in the hell is going on in Buffalo. Just like a lot of people have no idea what in the hell is going on with the Kansas City Chiefs fantasy players. But the Jets need to just free Mike White this week. Free Mike White, and is this the pissed-off Buffalo game? Because every year, one of the teams do have one of those games. I think you will see one tonight in Sunday Night Football. And I'm not sure if Buffalo has a pissed-off game because, honestly, on paper, this screams like a breakout digs game, right? But then again, you put up six points against the Irv Jaguars. Six. You lost nine to six to Jacksonville. A team that has Stefan Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, Knox, Moss coming back, Singletary, Josh Allen. Where have they been? It's 
been a down year for that Buffalo offense. But here's the sneaky stat behind that. The Jets are seventh versus opponent, opponent, opposing wideouts. So maybe not the breakout Stephon Diggs game. I think it will be because I think this might be if it's going to be a year where the Buffalo Bills tend to break free and prove to themselves and to everyone else that they are Super Bowl contenders and can be the top team in the AFC, this is a week in which they have to have that pissed-off game. If it's going to happen, this is the week it happens. But also, the Jets seem to be liking what Mike White brings to their offense. It's tough because either injuries have piled up or you have to start Mike White this week against Buffalo. But Buffalo's defense is number one in a lot of fantasy aspects. They shut teams out. They have a damn good defense. And for me, if you have to roll with Mike White because maybe your quarterback's on a bye and Joe Burrow, your other quarterback is injured, you don't trust Russell Wilson in the snow game against the Green Bay Packers, which is just dumb. You should play Russell Wilson over Mike White every day. Then I don't know what you're doing. But I also think it's okay to roll with Corey Davis as well. Jay Southland, Toe Service, text line 913-576-7610. Ask anything you need for fantasy football advice today. We'll be joined by Steven Serta in just about five minutes as we get through these matchups. When it comes to our next matchup, it's interesting, but it's not. It seems like a game. The Colts keep going. We'll try to keep you updated with what James Robinson, uh, what his uh, status is for this game. He is a game-time decision. Of course, that heel injury that he suffered a couple weeks ago is still kind of keeping him in and out, but we'll keep you along. We'll keep you updated throughout the day. If he is playing, you must start James Robinson today, even though Indianapolis defense is pretty solid. Obviously it was the game in which Derrick Henry got injured. It was the game in which I predicted that Derrick Henry wouldn't have that good of a game because of their defense. I didn't know that Derrick Henry was going to get hurt that game with the season ending foot injury, but I also only like James Robinson for the Jacksonville Jaguars if he, in fact, plays. I'm out on the Vizca Chenault. Can't do it anymore. I'm out. I tried to ride that bus. I thought he'd be that guy because that day that that, day that, that DJ Shark went out, the Vizca Chenault was just targeted, targeted, targeted by Trevor Lawrence, and then all of a sudden, that's gone. When it moves over to the other side with the Indianapolis Colts, I actually like Carson Wentz this week. I know that sounds like I am uh, incredibly high, but I'm telling you right now, I like Carson Wentz this week against the Jaguars. Now, they held Josh Allen, one of the best quarterbacks in the AFC, to minimal minimal damage last week. But that just seems like maybe an upset loss in a really bad way for the Jaguars this week as they play the Colts. Also, love Jonathan Taylor. According to Field Yates, Colts running back Jonathan Taylor has 100 yards plus from scrimmage and a rushing touchdown in six straight games. If he does that again today, he becomes the fourth player in the Super Bowl era to do it at least seven games, joining LaDainian Tomlinson, Liddell Mitchell, and Larry Johnson. He's been on fire of late, and Jonathan Taylor has been that dude this year running back, and he's the guy that if you got him late and everybody else took those big-time running backs, that's their fault. The other guy that's a big play this week, Michael Pittman Jr. Hammer Michael Pittman Jr. in every single league you have. Let him eat. Let it continue to be on this pace because he's nailing it. And in the last 15 weeks, Jonathan Taylor's been one of the best running backs in fantasy football. I get it, Derrick Henry's there, but it was about this time last year where Jonathan Taylor turned it on and the Colts said, maybe this guy is something worth giving the ball to 30 times times a game. And again, could be one of those players that's done something very rare in seven straight weeks. 
We hit a commercial break. We get you to the 3 o'clock games. We come back again. Jay Southland, Toe Service, text line 913-576-7610. Steven Serta, he joins us next. You're listening to Fantasy Football Sunday with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Football Sunday show here on 610 Sports Radio. It is, of course, brought to you by our friends at Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks, each drink, scenic views. Sunday, November 14th. You'd think it's Sunday, December 29th. If you were looking at the Green Bay, uh, Green Bay, Seattle Seahawks matchup, that will be at 325. We'll get into that matchup a little bit later, but like we do every single week, we get to be joined by I mean, honestly, one of the guys that definitely benefited from a Zoom meeting in Steven Serta. Definitely goes live face, doesn't need to put a piece of paper over it of a good filtered picture on the gram. Just always has a nice smile, dimples, gelled hair, doing something different with it these days. Got a little spike up. I like it. I dig it with Steven Serta. But he joins us right now on 610 Sports Radio. Serta, how you doing, my man? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, thanks for all of those compliments before having me on the show. Um, I didn't know what you meant exactly about the Zoom thing. I thought it meant like I, I, I'm like homely and I don't take care of myself, but you mm. went the opposite direction with it, so I appreciate that. If you've known me my whole entire career, where others zig, I zag. And and, <laughs> and that's exactly what I did there. You thought I was gonna, gonna throw you down, but uh, nope, I uh, straight up uh, Rafiki Simba held you up on, on the uh, Pride Rock and let everybody see you. Uh, for your glory. But, Serta, when we get into fantasy football today, I kind of talked about stacking the Falcons with uh, Pitts, and I've seen this before with other people talking about this too, but Pitts and Patterson and Matt Ryan against that Dallas defense, 
this seems like a very favorable matchup to me when it comes to both teams. Not really good defense on either side, but it seems and feels like it's another game where Dak gets back on track and throws for 400-plus, four touchdowns. You like this matchup with Falcons versus Cowboys? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's it should be a, a game that's got plenty of fantasy opportunity, right? Um, I'm with you. I think that Dak is going to bounce back. I'm still a little bit worried about it because he just looked so bad last week. Like... He was just inaccurate with his throws. It was, he was just struggling. And, you know, it goes back to that calf injury. He's been really banged up this year. And despite that, you know, he started the year hurt. And you could tell he wasn't really able to throw the football down the field the way we've seen Dak do in years past. And then now it seems like he can't like plant and really drive the football the way you want him to because of that calf injury that he's playing through. Um, I hope he's okay because football's better when Dak Prescott is playing at an elite level and that Cowboys offense can be devastating when it is humming the way that it's supposed to. I'm just scared of another performance like last week. I think you still have to put Dak Prescott into your lineup. You still got to put all of those guys into your lineup because it's a favorable matchup. Uh, but I I'm just scared about long-term, like what Dak looks like if this calf thing doesn't go away and if it continues to affect his ability to throw the football down the field. Uh, as far as the Falcons go, they've been much more consistent offensively as of late, and Matt Ryan's been much better. So I think that you can go ahead and put those guys into your lineup. I don't trust any of their wide receivers. I mean, I think Cordero Patterson's a guy you got to put in your lineup every week now. But as far as the other pass catchers go outside of Pitts, I don't really trust any of those guys for this team. One of the big things this week was obviously the Odell watch. Uh, OBJ lands in L.A., and it couldn't go any perfect, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. It's kind of sick and twisted to think that. But, I mean, Robert Woods blows his ACL out in practice on Friday. I guess blowed out, blown it out is a little bit over, a little bit over doing it there. It was a kind of a freak ACL injury the way you look at it or you read the tweets where it was finished practice Friday, talked to reporters, and all of a sudden it was like, I think I did something here. But Odell Beckham expected to play tonight. What do you see out of Odell Beckham's value or his volume in L.A. with Matt Stafford and that high-praised offense for the Rams? Um, I mean, I think he's going to be involved. I don't, I don't think you should go acquire Odell Beckham or anything like that. Like, I still love the player. I still love the talent. Um, I just don't trust what his role is going to be right like we we always do this when wide receivers get traded or wind up finding new homes like late in the year we're 10 weeks into this thing like odell beckham jr is probably going to be a part of this offense i don't know that he's going to be heavily involved in the offense mm -hmm. now if you can move him for something because i think there's going to be people who are buying and you know if he play if he doesn't play tonight the rams are on buy next week so you're talking about 2 weeks before you even see him suit up and then i really like van jefferson like who was having a really nice sophomore season for the rams i think that if van jefferson got dropped because as soon as they announced that they were signing Odell, whoever had Van Jefferson in your league who just went out and dropped him because they were like, well, he's got no value now. 
Well, with the Robert Woods injury, Van Jefferson is a much more valuable player in my mind. I would go pick him up and add him right now if he is available on your waiver wire because he was having a really nice season and he had taken a big step as a second-year player in that offense and so much so that they just straight up released Deshaun Jackson because Deshaun Jackson couldn't get on the field because Van Jefferson had been so good. So Odell's going to have a, a role in this offense. He's going to get an opportunity eventually if it's not this week. And I think that he can be a guy that you put into your lineup. But until I see him do it on a consistent basis, as far as I'm concerned, he is a plug-and-play matchup player at this point of his career where, yeah, I want the Rams wide receivers in my lineup because they're going to put up fantasy points, because they're going to throw a ton. But Cooper Cup is the alpha in that offense, and that's not going to change. They're not going to change their whole offense because Odell Beckham Jr. decided to sign in L.A. So as far as I'm concerned, he's a matchup-dependent player until I see otherwise, and I'm not like rushing out to try to acquire him. So Cooper Cup's going to have like 14 catches for 210 yards and three touchdowns today? Yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup's on pace to shatter all kinds of records, and they're not going to change that up That when that's worked for them the all season. I guess the way to get good in the league is just eat breakfast with the starting quarterback. Uh, when it comes to another matchup, you're pretty juiced up about this one with Minnesota and the Chargers. I looked at the numbers. I looked at some of the matchups in this game. It does seem very juicy. What say you about this matchup between the Vikings and the Chargers? I just think it's going to be a good football game. Uh, the Chargers have kind of still been struggling. Like, I know they won last week. But Justin Herbert, who started the season kind of like fringe MVP territory, has really kind of tailed off. And it's not because his talent. Like, we know his talent's undeniable. Like, he's one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL, superstar player, in my opinion. But it's kind of... This Chargers offense isn't really putting him in the best situations sometimes. And I don't think that's going to change. But there's plenty of opportunity to throw against this Minnesota Vikings secondary. So I do think that Justin Herbert's going to have a big day today. I really like Austin Eckler. Um, one of my favorite daily plays this week is Mike Williams. Because after having an elite start to the season, Mike Williams has really tailed off the last three games. He has just not done anything. Like, we're talking about a one-point performance in there. And he, he's just not doing anything for your lineup right now. But this Viking secondary, he's been getting torched by wide receivers all season. So I think that this is a really good bounce-back opportunity for Mike Williams to kind of get, get some more going in your lineup and finally pay off what he was doing early in the season. And then for the Minnesota Vikings, I... The Chargers' pass defense is pretty solid, but Justin Jefferson is a stud, and the Vikings aren't targeting him enough. And so much so that they went out of their way this week to say, okay, we have to get Justin Jefferson more targets. We know, we know, it's not acceptable for him to have, like, three targets in a football game. So hopefully that means they're going to feed Justin Jefferson this week, and you should put him in your lineup each and every week anyways because he's an absolute star. And he should get, like, 10 to 15 targets a game because he's just that good. So hopefully that means the Vikings are going to do that. And then the Chargers have one of the absolute worst run defenses in the NFL. So I think Dalvin Cook is absolutely going to eat today. Um, you know, everybody's going to be on DraftKings in the Dearness Johnson chalk play, and you should. 
because he's gonna he's a twenty touch player and he only costs forty seven hundred dollars. So he's that guy that you got to get into your lineup today. But then he's so cheap. It allows you to put a guy like Dalvin Cook into your lineup with a little bit more flexibility. And Dalvin Cook's like $8,100. But I think Dalvin Cook absolutely needs to be in your lineup. And you can easily pair him with Dearness Johnson because Dearness Johnson's so cheap. Let's talk about this Chiefs-Raiders matchup because it's the Sunday night game. It's To me, I think it's a game in which we see this Chiefs offense kind of get back to a normal role. I'm not saying they're going to go out there and put up 49, but I think 35 is options on the table for this Chiefs team. I think if they're ever going to do it, this is the time they do it. This is the time of season where the Raiders tend to start, I don't know, Raidering, I guess you could call it. After week eight, they tend to slip off the earth, kind of, you know, fall apart. They have added uh, Deshaun Jackson. I don't know what kind of role he plays. I guess he's going to be the fill-in for Henry Ruggs. Uh, Josh Jacobs is back, but they're still not running the ball with him. Kenyon Drake's on that team, but again, it seems like they're going to have to use him in different roles. How do you see this game playing out, and is it more time to panic about the Bills' offensive players, or is there more time to panic about the Chiefs' offensive players when it's come to this year and those type of guys? Um, well, I want to start with that with the Bills and Chiefs first. Um, it's the Chiefs, and it's not even close for me. Like I understand that the Bills only put up six points against the Jacksonville Jaguars last That's week, big. but that was just one of those weird, inexplicable NFL things, right? Like the, it was literally one of the biggest upsets in sports gambling history <laughs> last weekend between the Bills and the Jags. So that's just one of those weird football things where the Josh Allen on Josh Allen matchup was just primetime television for some reason. Um, it was the pass rusher Josh Allen. It was the best game of his career, and it wasn't even close. So it was just one of those weird things. I don't read that much into that. This Bills offense is also getting Dawson Knox back, who was playing like he was one of the three to five best tight ends in the NFL before he got hurt this year. Um, the Chiefs offense, it's... Patrick Mahomes, like, you can't produce fantasy-viable players if Patrick Mahomes can't put up numbers in this offense. And Patrick Mahomes is not putting up numbers in this offense. Patrick Mahomes has been straight-up detrimental to your fantasy lineups the last month or so. And it's, it's hard to believe, but when you look at his numbers, they're just bad. Like, they're, they're, they're just bad at times, and... I don't know how it's going to turn around, to be totally honest. Like, we're all kind of holding our breath right now and saying, okay, they're going to do it eventually. And maybe it was that game-sealing pass that he had last week uh, to Tyreek Hill down the sideline that's going to get him kick-started and kind of get this thing figured out. But they just simply haven't been that good. And it's the other cast pass catchers outside of, Kelsey and Hill, and it's the defensive struggles and all of that. Like, they're just simply not playing, like, an elite football team. And so, yeah, I, I'm worried about them. Like, his numbers just aren't that good over the last month or so. It, it's concerning. Like, last week against the Green Bay Packers, he had 166 yards and one touchdown. That's not getting it done in your fantasy lineup. Against the New York Giants, 275, one touchdown, one interception, Gets the Tennessee Titans, zero touchdowns. And then even against the Washington football team, where that was like their big bounce back game or whatever. Like, he still only had two touchdowns in that game. He hasn't thrown for more than two touchdowns 
in a game since that game in week four against the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> like, that's not getting it done in your fantasy lineup. He's supposed to be the elite quarterback that you can always rely on, and he just hasn't been that this season. So I'm concerned about the entire Chiefs offense until I see them prove it. And I'm hoping that this is that game because these two matchups that we got against the Raiders last season were fantastic football games. And that's the kind of game that I want to see tonight, and I'm hoping that we get. But having your third string right tackle, all of their issues, the Raiders have a really, really good pass rush and a super underrated secondary. I think all of those things are working heavily against the Chiefs, and I am not confident at all in picking them to be any good football team right now. Mm. But are you starting Patrick Mahomes tonight if he's on your roster, as opposed to having a guy like him or let's say you have Aaron Rodgers? Are you starting Aaron Rodgers over Mahomes this week? Yes. Even in a snow game? Yes. Okay. Well, you really are all out on 15. Uh, sir, to give us two guys you're sitting and two guys you're playing. I guess streaming is probably the better word. Uh, I mean, I don't have anybody off the top of my head that I'm sitting, um, but as some sleepers that I absolutely love, Jerry Judy this week. Okay. I think he is on the cusp of a major breakout. He's gotten more targets, more snaps, more routes every week since he came back from injury. And I think that he's set up for a really good game today. He's only $5,300 on DraftKings. Um Philadelphia has been pretty good as a secondary at kind of limiting the big plays this season, but they get really eaten alive in the short to intermediate stuff, and that's where they've really been utilizing Judy, and that's where Teddy really likes to throw the football. So I think that Jerry Judy's going to have a very good opportunity today. And then I am getting DK Metcalf in my lineup everywhere. Russell Wilson's back. I think he's going to feed DK, and, you know, you've you've been kind of – let down by DK's numbers a little bit this year, and part of that is that Russell Wilson injury. And so I'm banking on DK bouncing back in a big way. And my guy, one of my favorite rookie tight ends of the year, I got him in all my dynasty leagues, Pat Fryermuth, mm. having an absolutely fantastic game or absolutely fantastic rookie season. And if it wasn't for Kyle Pitts, we'd be talking about how fantastic Pat Fryermuth has been as a rookie tight end where we traditionally don't see these guys produce much as rookies. He's been fantastic since Juju Smith-Schuster went down in the offense. I know that Mason Rudolph is starting this game, but that makes me like Fryermuth a little bit more because we know Mason Rudolph has limitations as a quarterback, so I think he's going to look for his tight end a lot today, and it's a solid matchup against the Detroit Lions. I absolutely love Pat Fryermuth. He's only $3,900 on DraftKings. You also just love saying his name. Steven Serta, let the people know where they can find you outside of this little window on Sunday morning. Uh, well, you can follow me on Twitter at Steven Serta. Um, and then if you guys stay up tonight, I, I know we got a late one with Sunday Night Football. Uh, you can check me and Pete Sweeney out on the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show that we'll be doing on the Arrowhead Pride Twitter, YouTube page, and Facebook page. Nice. Serta, enjoy the Sunday. And uh, it's going to be a long one for you because you're going to, like you said, be up late tonight with Pete Sweeney on the uh, Rapid Reaction Show. I like that. All right. I'll talk to you next week in the same time. All right. Appreciate it, Dusty. You got it. When we come back, we'll do the 3 o'clock game matchups, plus there's a snow game, and we get a little bit more insight because we've heard Steven Serta talk about it. Now we'll get a little bit more on my side. 3 o'clock game's next. You're listening to Fantasy Football Sunday with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back in on a fantasy football Sunday show here on 610 Sports Radio. Grant Nicholson, Dusty Like. It's coming up next. Chris Sunicero fills in for Jay Binkley because Jay Binkley will be at the station until 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm not even kidding. Um, <laughs> I assume that Chiefs game will get over about 10.30, 10.35 tonight, which means then Chiefs post game is about two hours after that. So that's about 12.30, 12.40. And then Jay Binkley gets you going after that with phone calls, reactions, and like Steven Sertis said, you can find he and Pete Sweeney um, on the Rapid Reaction Show after Chiefs and Raiders. Serta, very, very strong opinion about this Chiefs offense. We, there's something to worry about it, but I also feel like there's optimism as well uh, when we get moving forward towards uh, this Sunday night matchup. But again, we can't really get into the Sunday night matchup until we get into 3 o'clock matchups and... Well, the 3 o'clock matchups we'll get into right now. Again, for those of you late to the party, we've been on since 9 o'clock this morning, damn it. But players that are expected to play today, in case you missed the first half of the show because you were doing, you know, what you have to do on a Sunday morning, but... Players that are expected to play Sunday include Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Dawson Knox, Zach Moss, Michael Gallup, Eric Ebron, Trent Brown, Keenan Allen, and Christian McCaffrey. Just a quick reminder, we'll get to it in a little bit. It's snowing its ass off in Green Bay. That's as easy as I can say that. So put that into a uh, consideration when you think about putting those guys into it. And players that are not expected to play or have actually been ruled out um, of today's matchups include Nick Chubb, Damian Harris, Alvin Kamara, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Chase Claypool, Chris Carson, Chase Edmonds, all out when it comes to fantasy matchups today. Um, as we get you set up for the 3 o'clock matchups, it's the one that Steven Serta that just joined us here on 610 Sports Radio on a fantasy football Sunday brought to you by our friends at Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, Scenic views. It's Minnesota at Los Angeles. This game screams all the juice. It's the first 3 o'clock game of the day. And normally those games start off pretty hot. This seems like it is advertised. The Vikings should be set up for a tad bit of success. The Chargers defense has been a bit terrible. But the funny thing is they are second according to ESPN fantasy rankings. They are second against opposing wide receivers this year. Needless to say, you're still starting Adam Thielen. You're still starting Justin Jefferson. I also like Captain Kirk in this as well. I think he's had a decent year. A little bit above decent, but he will find these guys. Um, Yeah, I might have been wrong last week about some Minnesota targets, but I think this week Jefferson and Thielen still have pretty productive games. Adam Thielen just always seems to find the touchdown, even if his line is like three catches, 40 yards, touchdown. Seems like it's that way every week. Justin Jefferson has a week in which he could eat. 
but against a somewhat underappreciated, I guess, secondary for the Chargers, but their defense is still bad. They didn't play well last week against Philadelphia. They barely beat the Eagles. As for the starters for the Chargers, it's a full go for all of them. Hell, I even like Jared Cook this week. But this could be a solid performance from Herbert. We see after they're coming off last week, he had 356 yards, two touchdowns. I think it should continue this week as the Chargers and Minnesota have the first juicy matchup in the 3 o'clock slate. When it comes to another 3 o'clock matchup, we go to Panthers at Arizona. Kyler Murray missing two weeks in a row could be questioned, and Christian McCaffrey is back for a second straight week. So in which we see Kyler Murray possibly missing out on this game-time decision. It's a little bit later, so make sure you're paying attention around 1 o'clock, 1.30, as actives and inactives have to be announced two hours ahead of game time. Kyler Murray is a game-time decision. So is DeAndre Hopkins. So is Rondell Moore. Got to look at that in some sort of fashion. There's one of two ways. Either Arizona is who they were the last eight weeks of the season, or if those guys are out, look for it to be another big day for James Conner. Last week, James Conner was amazing. Lit it up. Looked like James Conner of 2018, and you're also going to have to start Zach Ertz this week if he can keep it going. If, in fact, you had Chase Edmonds, and he is now on IR, so he has to miss the next three weeks, there is a guy you can go look up. He's available in a lot of leagues, and he's available very high in a lot of leagues, and his name is Eno Benjamin. If something were to happen to a guy like James Conner, who does have a history of getting hurt and missing a lot of games, Eno Benjamin is the next guy up in an Arizona offense that is going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run screens. They're going to run misdirections. They're going to use their running back is what I'm basically trying to tell you. Just look at all those people that have Chase Edmonds on their team. Who is out this week? Look at those people that picked up James Conner that are riding the James Conner bus. How's it going for you? Probably pretty good. When it comes to Carolina, there's a slim chance, according to Ian Rapport, that Cam Newton will start. I don't think it's this week. I think it's next week that he gets the starting job. But needless to say, there is a chance that he could probably get some playing times. I don't like DJ Moore this week. uh, Carolina's obviously a team in which DJ Moore gets a lot of volume, a lot of targets. You're probably going to start him no matter what, but don't look at DJ Moore to have that gigantic matchup or those big numbers that he's had in past weeks. When we move on to the next matchup, it's Eagles at Broncos. I see this looking just like it looked last week for the Eagles and Chargers. A lot of scoring, sloppy play. Denver isn't good. Dallas had a bad week last week. They didn't show up, and Teddy Bridgewater and Denver did. But for some reason, Teddy Bridgewater somewhat moves the needle for this Denver offense. I love Cortland Sutton this week. I love Jerry Judy this week, just like Serta had mentioned. Judy's in all my lineups all the way around the fantasy world. Cortland Sutton should have a big game this week. Tim Patrick has been looked at by Teddy Bridgewater a lot. I didn't see this coming. I can't continue to see this going that way because Jerry Judy is getting more involved. Eventually, those targets are going to be connections, and eventually those yards and those targets are going to add up, and they're going to multiply, and Tim Patrick will slowly but surely lose a lot of that action. It hasn't really happened totally yet, but I do like Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, and I also like... I'm a big fan of Javante Williams this week. Javante Williams is a go for me. Melvin Gordon also a go. I wish they would just let Melvin Gordon sit. I must say they've let Javon Williams get some more uh, action. But Javante Williams has been one of the better running backs for the Denver Broncos this year. Melvin Gordon just gets a lot of steals. But Williams is their better running back. And as for the Eagles, Jordan Howard and Boston Scott led the charge for them last week in the, in the backfield. Sorry about Gainwell, guys. Ain't happening. 
It's the Jordan Howard show. The guy that we didn't know that was in the league is clearly in the league, and he's clearly the Eagles running back number one option, as well as Jalen Hurts, Devonta Smith. Again, I like both those guys. Denver does have a sneaky good secondary, but I'm a big, big fan um, of Devonta Smith. Jordan Howard, Jalen Hurts, this game streams like 31-28. Last 3 o'clock matchup of the day is Seahawks-Packers. It's snowing. It's the first snow game. It's November 14th, and Lambeau Field is covered in snow. Russell Wilson is back. Aaron Rodgers is back. That means that Lazard is good to go. That means that Devontae Adams is good to go. That means you're starting Russell Wilson. You had to go a tough time without Russell Wilson. But like we mentioned earlier, DK Metcalf, his, his stock goes up. Tyler Lockett's stock goes up. Alex Collins, if you want to play him, it's a snow game. This is a game in which receivers can have big numbers because it's hard to keep your feet still when the ground is covered in snow. But again, DK, Lockett, Russ, Rogers, Lazard, Adams. Again, I don't know what's going on with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. I have no idea why A.J. Dillon is getting a lot of targets and a lot of steals from Aaron Jones, but Aaron Jones is the guy in Green Bay. Again, it's a snow game. Running backs, receivers, they tend to thrive in these games, but the Geno Smith era is done. And you couldn't be more happy about that if you're DK and Tyler Lockett, owner in fantasy. And then the last Sunday night game, Chiefs Raiders. Mahomes, Tyreek, Travis Kelsey, all those guys. You know what Demarcus Robinson's over-under is this week in catching yards or receiving yards? 8.5. Hammer it, baby. He always shows up against the Raiders. I don't know what it is. I'm not telling you to start him. I'm just telling you to bet on a player prop that's 8.5 for, you know, the guy coming up. It's his guy. Florida Gators unite. They looked well yesterday. Mate, so, no, sorry. Chiefs look to hang 35 tonight. That's my prediction. I think 35-28, 35-21, somewhere in that realm. This is just where the Raiders start to become the Raiders. After week eight, every single year in the NFL, the Raiders tend to deteriorate, and the Chiefs, well, they're just to me are the better team. They got to break out of it sometime. Is this a game where Mahomes goes? I don't know, 340 and three touchdowns? Potentially. Oakland, sorry, Las Vegas' defense is still pretty decent. It's not bad. I don't know if it's a heavy Josh Jacobs game. I don't know what Deshaun Jackson's role is, but I'm starting Derek Carr. I'm starting Josh Jacobs. I'm starting Kenyon Drake. Darren Waller's obviously a go. Kelsey Hill, Mahomes. Demarcus Robinson, if you want to gamble, just take the player prop of eight and a half. Monday Night Football, Rams, Niners. OBJ gets the start. I don't know how good he's going to look. New offense, can't be that tough. Sean McVay is, though, kind of a somewhat of a genius. But I look for him to kind of take over that Robert Woods, Van Jefferson role. But again, it's a Cooper Cup show. Matthew Stafford, Niners, stay away from. This week's been fun. This has been the Fantasy Football Show brought to you by our friends at Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks, each drink, scenic views. Thanks to Grant Nicholson. Coming up next, Chris Unicero from 10 to noon because he's in for Pink Sunday. Everybody, good luck with your lineups. Good luck with your week this week in Fantasy Football. I'm Dusty Likens. Take care and be easy. You're listening to Fantasy Football Sunday with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.